Tuesday. This is your co-host Quinn speaking. And I'm her twin co-host, Riley. Hello, how's it going, Ry? Good. Happy November. Yes. It's going good. I I'll give you a quick little Halloween update because we didn't have many plans, it being a weekday this year. Um <laughs> As if that makes a difference. Let's be very, very honest for what we would have done anyway. But I thought it was kind of nice to just take the pressure off and know that we were going to have a cozy night in. Um, Just me and Brayden, we initially had some different plans possibly in the works, but Brayden had a big, one of his big tests for med school the next day so we decided let's just keep it mellow and something that i love that our family always did growing up with all sorts of different holidays is just have cozy traditions that you can do from anywhere that isn't necessarily um place specific and one of those things is my mom a lot of the times on halloween would make a very fall soup like a a pumpkin bisque situation or butternut squash so we made a curry butternut squash soup that was really yummy and got apple cider from this local amish store that they use like locally grown apples and um lots of you know just local products there which is really fun so we got some apple butter and some apple cider had apple butter on toast with the soup and then got cozy with some apple cider with a cinnamon stick shout out to the candy cane of the (laughs) fall Um, that was very yummy and just warm spices for a beverage and we snuggled up with that and some pumpkin spice popcorn we made and watched young frankenstein which is such a classic. That's also a movie that my family a lot of the times would watch when we were younger on Halloween, like sorting our Halloween candy or just for the season. Um, Something that's like a fun Frankenstein themed Halloween vibe. That's just funny and not actually spooky at all. So that was nostalgic for us. And it was nice to do something that had a little bit of tradition when we weren't participating in other stuff. And we didn't think we would get trick or treaters because last year living in this same house, we did not despite having a full bowl of candy for people. So we didn't buy any and sure enough we didn't get any trick-or-treaters so that was good because last year we ended up with this full bowl of candy that we did not want or need so although it's nice to get trick-or-treaters with our little (laughs) raji struggling with reactivity i'm like perfect the last thing that i want is hordes of kids like knocking on our door and sending him into an absolute meltdown conniption yeah seriously well that's honestly surprising to me where you are that you don't get trick-or-treaters because it seems like such a good neighborhood. But I thought our dad's text to our group chat was so funny. He he goes, I set this I set this out and was sure it would bring some little trick-or-treaters in, and he carved a pumpkin and had it lit up in our walkway. And I thought that was so cute because none of I us know. are home. 
Like it was, was so it's just sweet. him there. It was so cute. And he said, but not a stinking one came. But that does it Sorry, I was just gonna say I think that that's hard now in our neighborhood where our parents live and where we grew up. All the people that live in that area like already had their kids and grew up. So when we were younger, there would be kids walking around doing their Halloween thing in the neighborhood. Not that many, obviously. It's a more rural spot and there's places like in town that would be a lot busier. But now we've all grown up. And so all the people that live in these neighborhoods, like a family would have to make a concerted trip to get over there to do their trick-or-treating there it's not like they're just kids that live there so then yeah that's uh, the reason i also think where bray and i are in charlottesville doesn't get trick-or-treaters because all of our neighbors are like retirees and there aren't really young kids that live right around there so like three blocks down we saw a lot of trick-or-treaters but it's just not this specific area yeah that makes sense. I've also heard that trunk or treat is becoming a lot more popular, which I think is good in some ways because like it's for the safety of kids, I guess, that when it's more like people you know and can kind of put a little thing together. But I don't know. It makes me sad to kind of feel just scared about like neighbors and not knowing if you can trust people because I just I just wish for peace on earth and for people to be honest good people that would only do good things with children but anyway for our Halloween um I did dress up but some people told me that it wasn't they said that I looked just like how I usually dress and hot girl aesthetic, but I was Tupac and um, just did big baggy jeans and a white shirt under a black sweatshirt and a bunch of chains and jewelry. I don't know. I thought I kind of rocked it. Then I felt better because one person at my shop came up and was like, oh, are you a rapper from the 90s? And I was like, yes. And they actually guessed Tupac. So I was like, Mm -hmm. very nice (laughs) yeah well i will say i like it when people go all out balls to the wall for halloween and don't wear something they just normally would but you were going to work so it's a little bit of a different story than showing up to like a costume party with a look that you're like really you would wear that out but if you're headed to work and you put the effort in but you're not necessarily wanting to like tattoo clients in a full-on like unrecognizable sort of situation yeah and also like i just wanted to be comfy at work you know so i thought i i still made an effort i was the only one who dressed up so i'm like hey none of you can even be criticizing when i'm the only one who came dressed up um i'm kind of surprised by that because i feel like a tattoo shop what you picture with like tattooers a lot of the time is people that are like into that and would love like Halloween. Like they're kind of the Halloween people. 
Yeah, well, a lot of our tattoo artists are, and those ones specifically took the day off because they're like, no, this is my holiday and I'm not going to be here for it. And we're like planning for a big day and having a big bash or whatever. But still, everyone that was there had planned to dress up. I think, I don't know, it must have been in the air that everyone had planned and then people were just tired and like, ugh, I, I can't pull it together last minute. But we, when I came home, it was so nice because we watched Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, and it was so good love. and so funny. They're I, so funny. I love Wallace and Gromit. It was so funny. I literally, that was one of the funniest movies I've watched in a while, and it reminded me so much of Sean because I forgot how much of, like, Wallace literally tricks out the house with gadgets and stuff like i don't know i i hadn't seen it in so long so i just kind of forgot but it Sean's was like taking notes me up. for for no, different inventions up. he's like i'm like this is actually your dream house like over engineering everything um also if i sound a little stuffy apologies because i am a little stuffy my allergies are really kicking in right now um because of probably all my animals i'm spending so much time around but i just thought i would quickly say that the goats did arrive safely everybody so Yay. we have our two our two goats alvin and bear slash teddy slash teddy bear um they came with their names but they're super cute and also super big they're like over 200 pounds each big oh my goats gosh. cuties yes. i can't wait to they're meet so them sweet. with their sweet little floppy ears they're so floppy and it's been so cute introducing them to the horses they're all so stoked but um the people heard, that I don't thought... have like horses or just farm animals might not know that that is like just like we're i'm learning more and more with the dogs about the sort of mental enrichment that is really great for them all animals like need and deserve both mental and physical enrichment and for like donkeys and horses they love being part of like a barnyard community and having like these little creatures like goats to be out and graze with and watch play and like are entertaining like it it becomes a whole community and so that's must be really fun for you to get to watch and see that dynamic and even just when you had ghost and then brought annie and captain into the picture how that changed his temperament and behavior and they yeah it's just like a cool thing i feel like to get to watch and i i wish that i were there with you to see everyone figuring each other out yes it is so cute and special and it definitely i don't know there are ways of course that adding animals to the herd can add stress because we have more to do always but it also honestly is like a weight off my shoulders knowing that they're all enjoying their time out there and it's so cute watching them interact like goats i just want to say 
I don't know why people have been being negative about goats, but I've been hearing several people recently saying that goats are creepy and ugly and that their eyes are weird and stuff. And I don't know, like, what goats you're looking at, but we clearly see things through different glasses because my goats are adorable and the way they eat out of your hand also i wish on everyone that they could feed a little goat out of their hand because the way their little lips collect food is so cute um uh, it's so cute and i wish everyone could see your goat lips because <laughs> quinn does a pretty yeah. darn good goat expression but i do yeah it's you gotta pay big money to see that <laughs> their eyes are different and weird but not in a creepy way in a cool way like i love seeing animals like that and the reminder of like that humans are not the standard like any deviation from what we do or look like or our behavior can be misunderstood of people saying like that's strange when really it's just diverse of course nature looks different in all sorts of ways and that's what's amazing and really cool when you get to see like geometry in nature like in a goat's eyes and see the different ways that creatures have evolved and plants that look trippy and do different things like to me that is so cool it doesn't creep me out at all if anything it makes me feel so much more like comfortable and affirmed to be like okay we are not the things that this earth revolves around we are part of an ecosystem and all of these other animals and beings and life on the planet have equal value and place in our ecosystem and just because we see the world one way does not mean that's the way the world is you know totally and I just think to, I don't know, I think that I'm a maybe different level of animal lover than some people because I think a lot of people just like really love cats and dogs and like seeing baby bunnies and stuff, which obviously I am all about all of those too. But some of us are just built different and just really are animal obsessed. So you like i do not think chickens are freaky i think they're like i mean they straight up are the animals descended most directly from dinosaurs like birds are the animals that have been around the longest and they're so crazy cool but anyway i can get off my little soapbox about it i just i love animals and i don't really like referring to animals as like creepy and weird i've just never been that way with like bats or any i don't know any animals that people so often are like ugh, those are ugly and creepy i'm like i just genuinely don't think that yeah i am glad you said that about birds because i forgot to write this down but i was meaning to talk to you about the fact that I, as a kid, 
I always liked looking at birds and our mom, I would say, is a bird lady where her one of her favorite things about our house and our garden is that they have made it like an area that is great for birds. So they love to come to our house and you all the time in the trees around our home will see all different sorts of songbirds, birds of prey, different like it's a good ecosystem that they have going on where pollinators want to come and birds want to come and you can like appreciate watching those, but trying to like slow down in a new space and get used to the new like ecosystem and wildlife around you. I definitely appreciate about this area of Charlottesville where I live. We get, amazing birds and lots of cardinals and the female cardinals are beautiful the male cardinals are the like more vivid red ones and blue jays and doves and songbirds and just everything and i am more and more like maybe i'm going to be a full-on bird watcher and start to like learn more about these birds and take like species notes you know how some people that are really into it like count how many species they've seen i don't know if i need it to be like a competition but i would love to know more about them because i can't identify that many and i think that they're so amazing and it makes me like feel like i'm living in a healthier more intact ecosystem the more like variety of birds that i see and i am getting like excited about it where just wherever i am i like to know a little bit about like what are the native plants here and these trees and the birds and just feel like more in touch with the place where i am so stay tuned for that journey if i start to get a little more knowledge but even without that i can still appreciate it so much and i love to just hear hear them twittering about and it makes me super happy yeah that's so true like nothing livens up the place like going out and hearing tweet tweet chirp chirp like (laughs) you i'm like hello morning good day to all of us it makes me so excited and also about birds specifically i'm like who doesn't think that flying is so cool like flying is clearly one of the dopest superpowers ever and by far the best dreams i've ever had are when i am flying like so freeing and cool so maybe bird haters are just a little bit jealous and i would understand um and it just makes you feel sorry i will move on from this again i know we're like (laughs) let's keep the intro short but i just will say that this relates to our episode because we're going to go into talking about being present and productive in these things but i feel like we talked about this briefly with your chickens but watching an animal and specifically birds in this case like they fill up their whole day with just being a chicken and it makes you remember that you can like pair everything back in your life like there's no need or rush or have to we have filled our lives with so much desire and in some case that's great and like you should be aspirational and like work for the things that you want but also just a reminder that like all the other beings on the planet just fill their days 
being what they are, doing what they do. Your chickens are so happy to scratch around on the ground every day, looking for little crumbs and insects and hanging out and then fluffing up their feathers in a little dirt bath. And these songbirds <laughs> yeah. are so happy. Yeah. Just fluff. They fly around in my yard. They dive down sometimes to check things out. They sit up in the branches. And I'm like, look at these birds. They're just living their full on lives. Just not listening to anything about what's going on around them. Just they're focused on what they're doing. They're here to be a bird. Roger is here to be a dog. He will sit outside staring around at things for as long as we let him and he's not feeling like, where's my iPad? And I just appreciate that. Yeah, Roger is not an iPad kid and that is a fact, (laughs) but I totally agree. And I think that, you know, a big part of the reason that I am so passionate about my little farm is because I'm so present being involved with it. I think that the most present I ever feel is being outside taking care of my animals and watching them look around and run together and do little funny little hops and make their noises like it's so special and just such a great way to connect um but yeah right i guess we can kind of dive a little bit into our meat and potatoes of the episode i can't believe i've said that twice today i don't know that is like feeling very mm, i think I don't that know. um i me. seeped into your consciousness because i said that last episode um but i just wanted oh, you to did? say yeah i said that about john wick and then ironically but then it literally was our entire episode yes Um, but (laughs) i realized quinn that we never checked back in with you about 75 hard is that something you want to talk at all about or not really oh yeah we can just give a quick update i feel like being completely honest should i be honest or should i lie just kidding i'll be honest (laughs) tell the people what they want to hear i would feel better if i lied (laughs) no i'll be honest i so less than a week in is when we went on our little trip and i just wanted to feel super present with my grandma and my mom and sister because obviously that's a special time and we don't get that time very often so I stayed on the bandwagon with most of the stuff. And honestly, the thing I wanted to do the most that we didn't get to do was consistent reading. So that's the biggest thing that I've fallen off a little bit is getting my 10 pages in a day. Um, And this actually is going to go into our episode really well because we're talking some about... um, Also, if you guys can hear Pinkerton coming up and down the stairs, thank you for your understanding of dog mom life. But we, so we're going to talk more about getting into goal setting and being present and productive. But, you know, with 75 hard, I think what was one of my hesitancies, I think that's maybe a word, hesitation. hesitations yeah that's one of my hesitations yeah okay do not judge me if i thought hesitancies was a no judgment 
No, no, no. That's not. That is a word. I'm just it not is. thinking about that, okay. how you would use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it um, is. You know you what? Know, I'm not going to correct you on here because then, if the correction gets corrected, now we've doubled down. Let's just yeah. Now just we're moving forward with confidence with saying it, even if it's the wrong thing. That's what our culture yeah. wants anyway. <laughs> and also, what are we supposed to do when now everything is on the phone and autocorrect and whatever? Yes, see, I know I need to keep reading. So I am more literate. But um, anyway, I was hesitant a little bit about the fact that it's bringing so many things onto the plate at once. Thankfully, it's similar to the lifestyle I already live. So to me, like cutting out the alcohol again. Like for me, that ain't no thing. It's just, my, I like it being like, oh yeah, you aren't drinking and you're also making a goal of not drinking. So that's been easy. Um, and the consistent exercise has been pretty, pretty good. I would like to be getting some more hard exercise in, but you know, having so many goals kind of added onto a plate at once can be a recipe for not completing the goals as we will speak about. Um, so yeah, it's feeling okay. I definitely want to get, get back in a little, a little bit because I mean, I would say I'm still doing it and I want to go strong all the way through but I'm also, as I made the disclaimer to begin with, I am participating in 75 hot or 75 soft because I knew I want to be doing this in a way that's fueling me and not actually making me feel like I'm failing at goals or whatever. So yeah, but let's talk a little bit about our convo yesterday because Riley and I were having a conversation that we have definitely circled back to many times about the feeling of this longing to, you know, kind of fulfill all these different goals we have and living our life in a way we're proud of and to the fullest potential and how that can be very overwhelming when life doesn't give pause really like you can't just spring break every day of your life whenever you want to put everything on hold until you get things together and then move forward there is no pause button so you have to just be rolling with the punches and growing as you can and i think that that can bring a very a big feeling of overwhelm and can feel very daunting to then move forward on your goals but what do you want to add in about our conversation or anything yesterday yeah i think something that we were talking about is that you have like quinn said a limited amount of time every day but you are whether you're using that time deliberately or not like you're moving forward through that time anyway and so you're either making decisions that are working that are a means to an end that you're working towards something you're being deliberate and conscientious about or you're not necessarily being as thoughtful and deliberate deliberate and that 
time is passing anyway. And right now I've felt not, not necessarily stuck, but a little bit like the ball is rolling. And instead of me running in front of it, I'm like, I'm on the hamster wheel getting just spun around without yeah without my consent (laughs) no like not necessarily every day can feel a little different but I think when you're when you're not having as firm of a structure to your day because of necessity because a like you have a job that requires it or you have kids that you have to get to school you have to pick up at a certain time and they have to get to their practice or whatever that gives you the things where it's like okay well this stuff is non-negotiable so that time is filled up and now what am i going to do with this other time whereas right now i'm in a place where i'm having very unstructured time i'm unemployed, which I think is hard in itself because you're seeking job opportunities and you're looking for these things that you want, but that doesn't have like a timestamp on it where it's not a natural thing. And when you don't have that sort of structure, I think that it's really hard to feel like, am I moving towards my goals and the things that I want to be doing or are these days just like passing by without me on top of it. And I've had days where I feel super productive and like I'm moving in the right direction, but then I have it where I'm like, I feel like these three weeks just got away from me without me even trying to. And it's not because I'm, I'm not making decisions that I'm feeling not proud of like just watching netflix all day or scrolling on my phone for eight hours i'm not doing those sorts of things that i'm like that for me make me feel really stuck in my lifestyle i'm like training with roger and going on walks and doing things that i enjoy that are worth it that are productive but i'm doing it just like each day as it comes and to me that can really exacerbate the feeling of like days rushing by and like this week got away from me before i even like was ready for it to start you know i think we've all been there and had that feeling and i think for brayden with school even though he's so busy and his time is like really demanding right now in a way that can kind of be a blessing when it feels like things are sometimes crawling by if you will because monday i have these classes and i have these assignments and that is what my monday is going to look like and then tuesday it's a new set i have certain other classes and expectations but that sort of structure Although sometimes when you're in the middle of it can feel like, oh my gosh, this is a drag. I know sometimes people feel that at work where they're like, these days go by and then it's Thursday and I have a whole new set of things I need to do. And each day it's something else that's demanding my time and attention. It's just kind of a reminder that the grass is always greener because having that sort of structure in the days going by slower can actually be a way that you feel more empowered with your time if if you're using it to forge your goals 
I don't want to like rant on this too much because we're going to get into things a little more specifically, but that's the basics of Quinn and I having this conversation and me really just reigniting that reminder that we are, our days are going by no matter what. Life is happening right now. It's not like in the future. I won't get to work towards my goals when I feel like I'm at a better place to do that. Like you can either start now or you can wait for your life to start as if you're not already going. And so I think that the important thing to be able to do, you might not have a life plan or a 10 year plan to say, this is where I want to be at this point. You don't have to put that sort of pressure on yourself to feel like if I'm not married in three years and in a career that makes this much money, I haven't achieved my goals. To me, I think that it's just important to be able to picture what are some of the things that you want. You need to envision You need to envision where you want to go before you could ever go there. You don't have to know exactly what that's going to look like or feel so attached to an idea that you're not willing to let things change. But say you just want to feel like you're going to have great longevity in your physical body because you love to backcountry ski or you love to backpack, whatever it is. And you're thinking, okay, I want to be able to do this for a long time. That's not saying I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in three years time. And if that doesn't happen, then I haven't achieved my goals. Does that make sense, Quinn, where I feel like sometimes people, including myself, Brayden is a huge advocate of goal setting. And sometimes I feel like hesitant to set a goal because I'm like, I don't want to be so attached to an idea of something that I'm not willing to let things change and let go of something being, um, you know, a must. And if you don't like do that goal, and then I'm afraid that I'm going to feel like I failed instead of thinking things in maybe a more like open holistic picture of, okay, I want this longevity. I'm someone that wants, this is me personally, uh, that I'm saying, yes, this is what I want right now is for my physical body to last as long as it can to do the things I enjoy doing, like running around and playing with my dog and riding horses and going skiing and doing these things. So today I have to be working my body to set myself up for success. I have to look at that, not just, okay, I'm going to start working out when it's convenient for me, but what are the things that I can do, the decisions I can make each and every day that are going to set myself up for success in that way? What am I putting in my body that's leading to longevity instead of just convenience? And what am I doing when I wake up in the morning that is going to make me probably not get a headache and feel dehydrated, something that I'm prone to instead of the headache comes around and I already feel like I'm behind and I'm not on top of it. That's the feeling that I think if I could describe, I really get stuck in is feeling like I'm doing things that are constructive, but sometimes I still feel like the day got away from me where it's noon and I got up at seven and that time, I'm like, where did the time go? I, I just 
want to take control of that narrative for myself in a more serious way. Yeah, I will just go ahead and respond to um, a few of the things you said. I think that, first of all, you know, there's actual science behind goal setting and being present as well um, that we can talk a little bit about. Clearly, we are not experts on this, but I think it's nice to be able to have a discussion with someone who's just a person going through these feelings. Um, in response to what you're saying in terms of like their, the overall feeling, first of all, sorry you guys i'm so i have so many thoughts that i need to decide where to go first so first of all i think there is a little bit of a difference between just taking action to be more present in your day and then actually setting a goal so if you wanted to hike or summit mount everest or whatever you said that is specific goal setting that there are techniques for that i'm going to talk a little bit about um, but then more just the, I feel like the time just passing us by is I think going to be greatly, that feeling can be, I think, curbed and, um, aided a little bit by us taking steps to be living in the present. Um, and then, yes, kind of the difference between goals and habits is what it's sounding like yeah yeah a little a little bit for sure like of course if we are constantly on our phone between every single task we do and we don't give ourselves time to actually task switch it's going to feel like where did the time go like there's i mean your brain is never present and that's we're living in this time where there's so much overstimulation that that is such a relevant feeling of like um i'm always needing something i'm always listening to something or have something playing in the background that kind of makes you feel like you're never getting a reset um and also i don't know why i'm like remembering and then forgetting things that you've said that I wanted to comment on. Um, well, I know it's because I you, try to go on a thread and then it takes me somewhere else. And that is something <laughs> that I believe a lot of our brains are again, getting wired to do in a way that is not what we want. Like I want so I'm not saying that everyone has to have linear thinking all the time. Absolutely not. But I feel personally like I have rec realized a switch in myself where I feel less well-equipped to focus on an individual thought and get to the end of that before switching when I'm immersing myself too deeply in the like ADHD that is the internet of hopping from thing to thing from watching to scrolling to listening to whatever like I I think that I had a distinct switch when I'm in those periods where I'm feeling more stuck versus when I'm not in my thinking and 
verbalization totally changes. So that's one of the motivations for me to take this seriously that we're talking about with goal setting is because I feel like more in sync and in tune with myself, my body and my thinking when I'm working towards that and focusing on it. Of course, if you're focusing on something and you're putting effort towards that end, you're going to see results a lot better than if you just are waiting for the world to change. Yeah, that's for sure. I thought of what I was going to comment on. Um, You were just talking about how lack of structure can make you feel less present and that feeling like we just talked about of the, you know, the days just going by. And then you mentioned how if you have things that basically make you busy that are must do's like I have to accomplish this and it's going to get done no matter what. I feel like that does bring me into the present a bit more, but by the same token, I think you can be pretty equally as ineffective and living dis in a disconnected way, being extremely busy as like not really having things to do. Because I think either way, if you're not having an intentional structure, then you, you know, it kind of has that feeling of when you're busy, it's like burning the wick at both ends where you're like, where's the time to make the structure? But then when you have lack of commitment um, or you're not, there aren't things you feel like must get done. So you're maybe not acting on a lot. I think that's just more where you can get into the feeling of the kind of slump and maybe depression for some people where that you just feel the lack of motivation to even move. But I think that focusing in on the present can help either of those. And I know what Riley and I are wanting to move forward in is finding more structure to really be checking off those tasks. Um, I just wanted to say that I, this whole feeling I think can be very, overwhelming to me in general because they're even with my research I've done for goal setting and I specifically listened to a Huberman lab podcast um, that was really helpful called goals toolkit how to set and achieve your goals Um, and I do think looking toward resources that are based on science-backed literature like what Huberman often or I guess pretty much always is discussing it's very helpful and empowering to realize like, Oh, there are these set steps and things backed by science to help me succeed. But then also on the other hand, while I was listening to this podcast, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, with what Huberman is saying, we should only be prioritizing one goal at a time. And that's hard for me because I'm like, ugh, but there are so many things I want to improve and change about my life. And I know I can set myself up to fail because I've been someone who always since I was little will be go all in and be like, 
and I want this to change and this to move and I want my life to look like this and I get really excited but sometimes having all those big ideas at once sadly leads to no change because it's impossible to accomplish all of that at once. Did you want to say anything before I get into a little more of the specifics of this goal setting, like based by the scientific literature that Huberman was talking about? Yeah, I think just when you're saying that, you definitely don't want to bite off more than you can chew and set yourself up for failure in that way because then you're going to be less likely to return to goal setting because you're going to look back and say, that didn't work for me. I Obviously, that's not something that is good for me. Maybe it's good for you, but I'm not going to do it. And that's how I've been with goal setting before because, again, my husband, Brayden, is he's all about that. And that's what caught him through undergrad and into med school is he is a big on goal setting and he does it in the gym. He does it in his personal life. He does it in academics. And when we started together, like financially planning, especially finances are such a stress for me because I feel under educated when it comes to it. So when he would talk about financial goals, I would literally crumble because I'm like, I don't see how that can be possible for us. And this is scary to me because it's new territory. And I feel like I'm going to fail if I make a goal here because I don't know how to. And so it's okay to acknowledge that there are times and places where setting a goal does feel like too much because you feel like under equipped for it. So like if you've never gone to the gym and your goal is to squat 400 pounds by the end of the year of your membership, then that's obviously not being really fair to yourself. And so I think that there's a way to think about goals differently. Like I said, that I did, I've done for myself with experience to start to feel like, okay, what we think of as goals, that is like so often what we hear about, I feel like from quote unquote successful people like CEOs and stuff is like having a, I want this to be my salary by this time and things that are super attached to like numbers and those concrete things I think can be productive once you know like what's realistic for what you're doing and how to get there. But I think when you're starting out a way that you're not biting off more than you can chew, that's just going to make you feel like you're failing and that you don't know how to set goals is what, what's something manageable that's still like pointing you in the direction that you want to go. Like for going to the gym for that example, just to stick with it is like, okay, I don't know what this journey is going to look like for me because I'm new to it and I don't have the knowledge and I don't have the understanding yet. But what's something that I know I can do? Can I make it work to go to the gym twice a week or to take three fitness classes a week? Or I get up and I have a stretch routine I'm doing in the mornings. Like pick something that you know you can do, that you can fit in your routine. And once you start on that, then and you gain that understanding of this 
thing that you're trying out, you can start to make the concrete goals that you're you're starting with an understanding you know i think that's a big thing for me where sometimes i felt like well how can i set this goal when i don't like how can i have a career goal when i don't even have a career right now yeah that is totally valid to feel that way and to feel like i can't even set a goal because i don't know it's so many questions and unknowns when it comes to the future but the reality is, is there are always decisions that we can make to start to forward ourselves in the right direction. And bite-sized goals are incredible. And I know what you're saying with Huberman, Zaddy Huberman, is that you need to prioritize one goal to be super successful in it. But to me, I think that that can be like prioritizing what's more what's the most important thing to me right now my like most immediate thing that is like my passion that that is my focus and that's what i'm driving and working towards and totally like put energy and focus into like your goal setting in that way i think that prioritizing is a massively beneficial skill and something that i am really trying to cultivate a deeper understanding of but that doesn't mean that you can't have like a trickle down situation of what, okay, now that these are the smaller habits that I'm starting or the tasks, these are the little like stepping stones that are building towards that and having multiple. But yes, I, I think that we're all guilty of wanting to see an overarching lifestyle change if you're feeling dissatisfied and that's totally normal, but we're all guilty of, okay, it's the new year, so I'm going to start journaling every day, and I'm going to start doing yoga three times a week, and I'm going to start cooking my own meals, even though I Uber Eats five times a week, and I'm going to start going on runs with my dog. It's like, yeah, of course, when we do things like that to ourselves, where you're like, I've never journaled before, I don't go to yoga, I really don't run, and I don't cook for myself, but now that's all changing because this is my healthy lifestyle let's not be mean to ourselves let's be fair let's be realistic we'll start smaller and then you build because that's how you build your confidence and that's how you can make a sustainable difference i think that's something to remember what we're working towards something in the long run our life isn't going to change tomorrow i think that it can in certain ways for sure but start with something that you can stick to and then the habit builds and then you add on okay now we're throwing this next thing in is this something that's gonna stick uh maybe i need to tweak this this isn't really working for me and you add on and it's cumulative it's not uh, all at once because that's that's just too hard but you'll probably now talk about that a little more with the goal setting yeah, I feel like with what I'm about to bring up with Huberman, it's kind of, it, some of it is kind of rejecting a little bit of what you've said, but I, I oh, think that when I am a failed scientist, so, so sorry, yeah. let's get to the facts. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of cracking up listening to, you know, to, to what you're saying, because I, I had those same thoughts like going into this episode this morning and it's not like I'm saying oh what you just said was failed or wrong but I think then when I listened to what Huberman said I was like 
oh, maybe there are some things I've been doing that could be improved by actually like taking this step back. But also I don't understand a hundred percent of it and all of it. And I'm sure that all of what Huberman knows is not in this one episode too. He throughout the episode many times says, and you can listen to this episode and this episode and this episode, because there's so much to this. Like I am definitely not a pro. The weird thing about neuroscience is it's very complicated. (laughs) Yes. And I'm clearly not a pro from listening to that one episode. And I have questions. I would frankly love to have a conversation with him and be like, wait, I, our, our first guest, Huberman, no, just kidding. (laughs) Dr. Scientist uh, and podcaster, Dr. Andrew Huberman, are you interested in coming on the Q&R Welcome to the (laughs) Q&R Welcome. But. I mean, there were so many times where he said something that I was like, oh, I wish I could just be like, wait, let me ask you this question. But let me just kind of rewind and say and sum up a few of the main points that he said. I definitely encourage you going to listen to that episode because he's going to say way more about it and clearly has a much more refined understanding of it than I do. But These were kind of the big takeaways and the steps that he suggests. So first of all, you have to choose a priority goal. And one of the things you were saying about priorities is you're like, but you, you know, you can prioritize with multiple things. He said, we love in this day and age to have priorities, but in this case, you have a priority one. Like you have to choose one to be the most effective. So he said, you can make a list of all the things that you would love to be working on. And then you get to the priority by crossing off. Okay, this one is not my biggest priority. Cross off, cross off, going through that list and landing on what is it right now that is truly the biggest thing that I want to change about my life. And he specifically said, you need to make it lofty. Like it's a big, it has to be a big goal because scientific research has found that if you're making goals that seem very achievable or seem pretty easy and doable, that actually the, our brain decides to not put as much effort and motivation toward that. And we are less likely to actually see that through because our brain naturally like motivates when there's something more challenging for us to work on. Um, so that's kind of number one. And then you have to break it down into verbs, like verbs you are able to do to make this happen. So This is all about measurability and specificity. So you want, like you were saying, you have to be able to measure this goal. So he was saying it's really important that once you decide on that goal, break it down into as specific and measurable of steps as possible. So you were saying about the gym, you were on the, definitely on the right track with that. Like make a goal. Okay. Can I realistically do four hours in the gym a week, or is it two? What is it? Which 
days specifically am I going to do those? How much time? So you're breaking it down into smaller chunks every single time being so specific. How much time can I be there each day? What am I doing? Like all of these things with literally pen and paper, writing this down and coming up with a plan that is as specific as possible, whether it needs to be. The first thing I'm going to do is put on my shoes, tighten my laces and get in the car and get to the gym. You know, you can kind of make it as specific and small as you want. Um, but that's why it's so important to have the very, these action words, like specifically what we can do to achieve that. And then the last thing I'll say about this specifically it, that I thought was interesting is he said the things that we don't want to do that are actually fallacies, um, in kind of goal setting and motivation is first of all, he called it the post-it fallacy of like putting a sticky note on your mirror that says, I am doing this. Like I'm going to do this. This is my goal, whatever, because I've totally noticed this and thought about this in my life that when something becomes a part of your environment, you visually no longer recognize it. So if you were someone that likes that idea of like having a note on your refrigerator to kind of motivate you that every single day you would need to literally write a new one. So it looks different and is different and it would need to be put in a different place in your house every day. And then the second one is don't tell the world what it is. Cause I was thinking yes. for this podcast, I'm like, Oh, we can decide and say like, what is it we're doing? Cause I was like, that would be nice because mine isn't going to be something as like, just as general as going to the gym. Like I have an idea of what I want mine to be. And I was going to share it cause I thought it was kind of creative. And then he's like, do not do that. Especially before you've made actions to get there, you can have like an accountability buddy is kind of different, but you want to be firm in the actions that you are taking toward that before you're telling people about it since like you have told me about this before, your brain literally feels the reward of doing that positive thing when you tell someone about a big idea because they usually say, that's awesome, how cool, you can totally do that. And then you're actually less motivated to do that. Yes, I must have seen this clip from this episode that I sent you of Dr. Huberman because I literally wrote in my notes for today's episode, this is where Julia Fox and Dr. Andrew Huberman collide when she says, I don't <laughs> like to speak of things before they're finished. Yeah, that's what I he was, was saying. I was thinking about that. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was like, just you are you want to save your brain from getting those rewards. For example, Quinn and I with this podcast, if we told everyone and all of our friends that we were going to do this before we did, I'm sure they would have been like, oh, that's awesome. That's going to be amazing. Good for you guys. I'm so excited or whatever. So we're receiving that input into our little brains 
and we haven't done it yet, so, but that you feel like you have because you get that reward. And so a lot of people said to us, oh, I didn't even know you were doing that once we released it and it had already been done. And I'm like, yeah, that was deliberate because we wanted to actually do it. We didn't want to talk about doing it and then have it never yes, happen. Um, pat ourselves on the back for that. Virtual knuckles, feeling good because it can't, when you want to make a change or do something big, I totally get wanting to tell people like I will be like, oh, I have this idea I want to share. And I think there's a little bit of a balance. But if especially if that's the specific goal you're working on, tread lightly there. Yeah. And I think, yes, definitely hearing this research, some of it is incongruous with my ideas about goal setting. But I also Gosh, I am not trying to reject science at all. If this is like neurologically what you're supposed to do, then I definitely would think that that's how we should set ourselves up for success. But like Quinn said, I don't think that's like, maybe what I said was not fully realized, but I don't necessarily think it's not hand in hand by saying like, have lofty goals for sure. Otherwise, why are you even setting a goal? If it's something super attainable, that's going to happen anyway, then you don't need to set a goal about it because that's already going to be your lifestyle. But I think if something like it can be lofty without being so ambitious that it's unrealistic. And I think Out when we're yes yes exactly if we're ill-equipped to set a goal that's fair to ourselves and you keep doing it anyway and you keep on not reaching your goals to me i think then you're just unlikely to do that in the future so it's a balance for yeah. sure but like continuing with the gym example because it's an accessible one to make it a lofty goal you could instead of saying this month i'm going to go to the gym three days a week it's like make that bigger for this year like what what are you actually achieving if something's going to be over in a month that's not necessarily always true of i'm just saying like if you're too taking it too easy on yourself then that's not really a lasting change so do it for the year how long are those gym sessions gonna yeah. be okay what if you're saying i'm going to be working out 500 hours this year i have no idea how long that is like don't quote me i'm just this is out of thin air like you can make it bigger by like amplifying it in that way and then you go down to the digestible steps of each day this is the action plan this is what i am doing and i definitely think that with the notes thing that totally makes sense like you said if it's in your environment you become like immune to it that's why i'm so excited to start doing my task planning with a planner because to me that is a different story and again i would be curious what dr huberman says about that but it sounds like he's saying that you should get concrete with yourself and that to me yeah is where I feel like I can get really concrete is with my day, setting it up into as many pieces as I need to, even if that looks like, okay, it says on my tasks in my productivity planner, again, we're coming back around to this because this tool is so helpful. At seven to 7.10, wake up. By 7.30, I am eating breakfast. Eight o'clock, we're doing the dog training until 8.30 when whatever like put plan for your day and 
I know that that is not always going to happen for people and it's not always going to happen for me. And watching Brayden do this in undergrad, I'm like, you are the craziest person I've ever seen in my life that you have a 15 minute break scheduled in to your little note that then you have the next 15 minutes for this batch of studying and the next half hour for this. Like I was like, that is beyond. And I can't believe you're doing that. I could never stick to that. That would not be a way for me to be successful. <sighs> we should have Brayden on this episode <laughs> because he is so successful for that. You guys maybe will want to do a part two and legit have Brayden be a guest on this because he actually does the legit research about this and has such a very well-rounded knowledge and understanding of this stuff. And the proof is in the pudding because Seriously. he does get that shiz done like daily it's and i'm like so impressed there's, there's no way in the world that 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 a literal thought of depression could come into that man's mind like he is so successful at accomplishing tasks i'm like i just believe my mental illness would completely dwindle once i achieve that but let me just add real quick right that I wanted to say Huberman specifically said that the chunk of time for this type of goal setting is typically recommended to be about 12 weeks. So three months where to me, that kind of okay. makes sense because it's like, okay, it's not, we're not saying it's not in two too weeks. long term. Yeah. Exactly. But it's and not also, too. That's the thing that I think with, again, Quinn and I were like, let's do this podcast now. Because a lot of times, like when it comes to the new year is when we really think about goal setting. But I know that that is a recipe for disaster for a lot of people. And yeah. I felt this way with New Year's resolutions where it's too ambitious or not even it's too aspirational where you're like, this is a resolution. This is what I'm going yes. to change my life for the new year. Instead of start now, make a goal when you're feeling this way, like you are lacking in an area or you have a priority that you're wanting to work towards, but you're not really like finding success in that. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till the new year. Start it when you're start it right away and i think that for me has been a game changer and feeling like i'm actually getting on top of you're hearing us now quinn and i had this conversation yesterday where i'm feeling this way and then i'm like okay well i'm getting up tomorrow and i'm starting on this foot because i'm having yes. that desire so start hot girl goal setting we are going to actually get this shiz done okay um i I just think it is such a good and empowering feeling like not only can I get this done, I will because we all deserve to be living our dream lives. And guess what? It doesn't have to stay in our dreams. We can actually make it happen like straight up. I'm not trying to be an inspirational speaker, but it is it's good when you feel this feeling of that spark and motivation, act on it. Because guess what? It's not going to stay around forever. But that is why making these intentional goal setting is so helpful. And I'm honestly so glad that I spent the time doing that research because 
I don't think we have to abide like 100% by the science and everything because that can maybe feel like a lot of pressure, but I think having the knowledge of what the science behind it is, is really helpful to know like, oh, okay, I might be feeling a little disengaged with this right now. And again, go listen to that episode of the Huberman Labs podcast because he talks about, oh, well, if you're in the middle of a goal setting cycle, you might start to dwindle because we have the most motivation at the beginning and end of a goal setting cycle. So anyway, it can, I just think, be helpful to have that knowledge as power of like, oh, I know what to expect. I've been working on this for a month. Now we're in the second month and it might feel like it's dwindling a little bit, but that way you can, you know, pick it back up. But I yeah, think and to, sorry, no, I, it was just a little add on to something I said before, because like I said, I was, I was thinking about this stuff. I'm like only one goal. What the heck? But I think again, I wish I could talk to the man himself to get clarification on this. But what my gut is kind of telling me is that those are, again, kind of more the bigger things, like a very, very specific goal. I feel like we can go hand in hand multiple things at once with stuff that is already either has kind of been established in our life or that feels again, like an easier thing where it's like, well, I don't want that to be my main goal because I know I can do that pretty easily. Like for me, my, my thing that's not my priority goal, but is like technically a goal of mine is to not be scrolling and to not have my phone around when I'm doing things where I need to have focus. But my feeling is we can lump those type of things where it's like, okay, literally all I have to do is turn my phone off and I, I'm working toward my priority goal. You know what I mean? What do you think, Cry? I think that, yes, it, if we were to optimize our success all the time, having a single priority to work towards, of course, would yield the best results. Like that to me makes sense and is obvious. I think that the reality of our lives is that we're, we have multiple branches of what we have going on and they're going to mean that there are multiple goals going on at the same time, even within the productivity method that I'm using right now. There's goal setting at the beginning of every month that it looks at a financial goal business, um, personal relationship, like there are different branches because our life is made up of many different aspects going on at once. And I think that that's the difference, like you're saying maybe in having like a big overarching thing that you're working towards um, for sure with the focus, but there's also the reality of say your big goal right now is you want to run a marathon the world's not going to stop for you to run that marathon. You're still going to have to go to work and you're still going to be in relationship with the people around you and you still have to have your money right and all those things. So knowing that we have multiple things going on at once, I think can feel 
challenging to not have your focus divided all the time. So I think to me, it's trial and error, first and foremost, with yourself, what what's going to work for you, because it's not going to look the same as what works for someone else. You're, you have to figure that out for yourself and get to know yourself. But also, don't tell yourself these stories about I am sorry if this plane going by is really loud. It's loud for me right now. But um, I think we can get in trouble if we start to feel like with Brayden. I was like, you are the most intrinsically motivated person. Like, I don't get how you can be on top of all these different things and be successful with it. It's just motivation. And Brayden was like, I am not. I don't experience that for myself, that I'm just waking up in the morning motivated to do it. I set my schedule and I stick to it. That's why I keep this crazy meticulous note of what I'm going to do that day because it takes the motivation out of it. And I think that's where I have gotten stuck in the past is relying on that motivation to get you through and you can't like create motivation. Obviously, you can set yourself up for better success by getting the sleep you need, getting the food that you need, doing meeting those basics to be able to then focus on those other things because your body's feeling good, your mind's feeling good, you're prepared for that. But I think that that's something that's gotten me in trouble of feeling like I'm just not motivated like you do. Like I don't have that drive to do that. And guess what? If you don't have that, I guess maybe some people do experience that where they're like, I just am so motivated. But I think for most people that name your vision of what success looks like, everyone has a different idea in their mind. But for those successful people, I think it's really about planning and about knowing what you want to achieve. Because how are you going to get to your dream life again, quote unquote, dream life, if you don't know what that is. For me, my dream life is not to have a certain amount of money that allows me to have a yacht and a mansion and these particular things that maybe some successful people feel like that is what signals success for them. That's not what it looks like for me. But what what is your dream life? This is what Quinn and I were talking about about with each other yesterday. Like I want to be living my dream for as long as possible. We're only here for such a limited amount of time that I feel like my days matter and my seconds matter and I want to make it count. And that doesn't have to be something super lofty and ambitious. I think that my biggest goal right now is something that maybe is not truly, truly the goal, but it's because it's not like a tangible thing, like Huberman was saying, if it's not tangible, if it's not specific, that's not necessarily a goal. Maybe this for me is just like a lifestyle of being present. I'm just feeling Mm -hmm. so deeply called to becoming more present because I feel robbed of my time when I'm pulled into things that take me out of the current moment. And there are times and places where consuming media is fun and enjoyable and totally appropriate. But I'm saying that the way I've felt recently when I see my screen time, 
pop up on my phone, even though last week it was two and a half hours a day. I'm sure a lot of people think that's not that long to spend on your screen, but I felt robbed of my time. I felt like that there's, how long is that? Whatever, 20 hours last week that I wasn't doing what I really wanted to be doing because I wasn't getting enjoyment out of that. I don't look back on those moments fondly as memories of, wow, yeah. I'm so glad I spent my time doing it that way. I, I don't feel like that. And I believe that my time is my most valuable asset and it's important and it's something that I want to feel control over and not at the whim of the things around me. You can still be malleable and go with the flow without feeling like out of control. And that's truly how I can feel with my screens a lot of the time. I'm like, how did I even just end up on Instagram? I didn't like want to go there or I went there for a purpose. And that purpose was lost the second I opened that app because of the way it pulled me in. And I don't want to feel that way. Like that's very disempowering to be like, I'm just at the whim of what's going on right here. I want to be the captain of my ship and make choices, not just let things happen to me. And so I think in the name of being present, um, I, I think that lifestyle change will really propel me towards my more concrete goals that like Quinn said, I'm not necessarily going to share because it's really nobody's business. Like your goals are super personal and I share those with Quinn and with my partner and to a certain extent, like people in my circle, if those are the people that like are going to encourage me and build me towards that direction. But it's, it's for yourself that you're doing these things and just making each decision every day. I think you, it feels like a lot of pressure to have a super meticulous schedule, but it's actually taking the pressure off yourself because you're not having to moment to moment make these decisions of now, what am I going to do? Okay. Now what's my next priority? What am I going to do next? You already took that work out of it for yourself. All you have to do is look, yep, this is where my time's going now. I even like put on my schedule if I'm going to have a call with a friend to catch up because then I just know I'm going to do that. And and I haven't been doing that recently. And I've made commitments that I haven't seen through because I didn't place it anywhere. I just said, yeah, let's catch up soon. But it didn't have a place to go. And so then it's just gone with the wind. So I think that as hard as it can sound sometimes, and it definitely did and has for me when I see Grace Beverly or I see Brayden and I'm like, I can't plan something to the minute like that. Like that puts me in a box and that confines me. It actually can free you. It just depends the way that you're looking at it. And if you're using a tool deliberately, and that's not to say that if something deviates from that, that's going to shatter the rest of your day. You can let things happen and reschedule like you're not locked into anything. It's just setting yourself up for success. And that's something that now I say all the time, I think especially because of dog training that they talk about like, don't put yourself in a scenario with your dog where you know they can't succeed and then be surprised when they don't. Like, that's how I am feeling with myself where I'm like, I'm lacking 
like energy and motivation for these things, but I'm putting myself in a position where I'm not doing those things that build my energy. And I think just being honest with yourself, not being like super hard and critical and angry, just being realistic is so important to then get to build towards those things that matter to you. And I really recommend the book Pieces Every Step by Teach Not Han. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I believe that they're a Thai author, but they're a monk and they talk a lot about being intentional and being present and how to bring meditation into everyday moments. And I'm not going to say that I never listen to music and podcasts or watch a show while I'm eating and cooking. Of course, I do those things that I'm going to continue to. I enjoy learning in that way and feeling connected through those mediums. But I really want to cut back on some of that because I do feel that it's allowing me to be much less present and that the task switching is really hard for me and it makes me feel like where did the time go and I'm taking longer to do the things that I'm doing while I'm distracted. When you really allow yourself to focus, it's so amazing the productivity that is within you. And I think when, and I will agree, like when you actually put the phone away or get yourself in a setting where those distractions are gone and you can succeed, you have more time. Like it takes less time. It's, it's crazy. If you take that away, what you can accomplish where I'm like, wow, what I, what I was taking an hour to do, I can do in 15 minutes. How amazing is that? Like that is such a cool tool to know that is available to you that I can get more done in a day than I ever thought I would. If I would just like peel my eyes away from my screen. And that's not the only thing, of course, that like takes away from being present, but. No, I resonate with all that you're saying so much. And I think that being present is so cool because you do earn back time in your day. And like you said, it is not say then you need to cut out consuming other stuff like consuming meat different forms of media because I want to keep doing that. I love, I love podcasts and music and movies and shows and reading, but I think that there's a way to even structure that into your day where it's like, okay, now maybe three times a week during my lunch, I am going to listen to a podcast during, and might that not be the most present I could possibly be? Yeah. But if that's your way, you know, we can only detach so much from the world we're living in. So I think it would be clearly the lifestyle we're living. It doesn't make sense to be completely detached from all forms of media and that type of thing like that to me, it's not what I want and it's not realistic, but I think let's just talk about going back over a couple of the main takeaways of today's episode and how we are going to set ourselves up for success. So in all vulnerability, I know for me something I'm going to be doing and I actually have been doing, but is being more conscientious of my recreational 
drug use. It's funny to say it like that because it's, uh, to me, I'm like, I don't do drugs, but like I'm talking literally caffeine, marijuana, alcohol. Again, I'm not consuming alcohol um, and I'm rarely using caffeine, but I have sometimes incorporated too much like using weed too often to be quite frank and sometimes i'm like oh it's not that big of a deal but frankly i know i can be more present by being more selective about that and i've made the decision to cut that use back to one to two times a week. And again, for me, that's not really goal setting because it's something that is so easy for me to do. That's not the goal I'm working on. Another thing I'm going to do is spend five to 10 minutes in the mornings doing my productivity planner to structure my days. And I feel like those are my two biggest steps right now that are going to be setting me up for success in the goal I'm setting. Yeah, that's awesome, Quinn. Um, I'll just reiterate that for me, it is when you're working from home and you have access to screens all the time. And I know so many people are in this position now where they go to work and they're on their phone at work and that time just gets away from you. Um, luckily, I don't feel like it's super debilitating for me. I just have been like every time I cook, listening to something or watching something. And so many people, every time they shower, every time they drive in the car, they rely on media. And I can't recommend that book enough that I'm definitely going to revisit pieces every step to remind myself, like, how can I take some anxiety out of things and focus on the moment and being present and i've said it once and i'll say it again that's something i'm so grateful to roger for that having a dog that is struggling with reactivity forces you to be extremely present i don't have my earbuds on when we're going for a walk because i need to know what's going on around me he's listening to what's going on around us and i don't want to be in a position where we're snuck up on because I didn't set myself up for success where I can hear and know what's going on around me. And I think having those times, especially during workouts, I know people love to listen to their jams and you totally can do what works for you. But I was saying to Quinn, going back to some yoga classes recently, because my gym offers classes as well as just free workout space is so nice because when I'm in yoga and I'm focusing on my breath and movement, I truly feel my anxiety so reduced because I am not thinking about the music. I'm not thinking about what's going on later and worrying about the future. Like it's just an exercise that so emphasizes and reiterates the practice of staying present. And I truly believe it is a practice and it's a muscle that we can work and we can learn. And for me, what I know to be true for myself is I am not focusing on my breathing and my body and space and what's going on around me when the earbuds are in. I just, it's so much harder for me to, I drop out and, and there's a time and a place for that. But I'm feeling dissatisfied with that. So I'm going to start with my planning that I'm also doing for my days, deciding 
I know this can sound ridiculous to people, but this is what I need to do to have healthy boundaries with my media is deciding what I am going to listen to or watch that day and what what that's going to look like. If Brayden and I think we're going to have a movie night, then I'll watch a that movie that night and not watch shows during the day while I'm doing my household chores. I just simply don't need to, and I don't want to, I can focus on what I'm doing and I can be more efficient without it. So kind of like, instead of just at a whim, okay, I'm doing this. So I guess I'll flick this on. I find myself like searching for something to watch when I don't even like nothing sounds good to watch. I don't even watch, want to watch anything. I just put it on. So taking that sort of out of the equation because I already decided that I'm not going to do that today. And we'll see, we'll have to recheck in on how that works and what that ends up looking like. Cause I know it's easier said than done, but I do enjoy like, I don't even want to say making content, but I guess that is what it is. But like, I like to go look through my photos, post something on Instagram. I've considered dabbling in TikTok, even though I'm deathly afraid because of how, toxic my relationship was with that app where I literally constantly felt like my time an hour was gone in 10 minutes and I had no idea what had just happened so we'll see about that to be determined but like decide if I'm going to post something go through do that post and get off I just want to reclaim my time and my relationship with those things and I feel like that's going to open up my days in such an incredible way that even if it is like a change of an hour less that's one out of 24 hours that I was not going to get back so I'm looking forward to that and that's definitely my focus right now because I truly used to have such a different relationship with my phone when we were in college most of the time my screen time would be like 30 minutes a day and that's like what it takes to reply to texts or whatever and so I know how it feels to live that way and I am just excited for that. I wasn't always a person to put on a show while I'm washing the dishes. And now that's what I'm doing. And I've, I feel like I'm being pulled out of what I'm doing. So going to do that and also moving to a new place, I think is particularly a great time to focus on being present because there's so much to take in. Like I talked about, the nature is different. The birds are different. And I want to like know where I am before I'm gone. I think something that has been a struggle that is making me feel a desire to be more present right now is we kind of moved here already with one foot out the door because Brayden's in med school and we know that's what we're here for. And we weren't, we didn't move here because this was the place that we wanted to like build our lives. It's the place where we're going to school. So I think the mentality took me like a year to kind of get around to, oh, we've already been here for a year and that there is only three more left depending on where our residency ends up. And I don't want to look back and feel like I didn't, I was like disembodied in this place that I lived. There's places to get to know the geography, the land, just the people. So I really want to slow down and appreciate that and feel like I have a sense of place here before 
it's gone before we know it and we're on to the next. That's great, Rye. I don't want to give you too many compliments because, again, we don't want these things not to happen. Um, but I am definitely proud of us and also very confident in the fact that we can do this. Like, I just have this deep feeling of deserving to live in the way I want and am proud of. And I hope that you guys do too because we we get to decide a lot of what our life looks like and i feel like you know taking control and ownership of the parts that we do get say in is super empowering and fulfilling um we'll talk more about these goals later um just kind of having having check-ins on at least our scheduling and that type of stuff but I feel pretty good about signing off and saying goodbye. Any last thoughts from you, Ray? Um, I feel good about it as well. I'm just, I know that Quinn and I were feeling a little bit like this could have been planned out to be articulated in a more concise way, but it is complicated when you're at the beginning of a somewhat daunting journey, but I'm glad to have someone like Quinn to do it alongside because it makes me feel hopeful. And again, I am not dissatisfied with my life. I feel so lucky every day to be getting to do the things that I am in the place that I'm being. But I think that sometimes the idea of manifesting and like patience and it will come to you can be overemphasized. I think that's great. And I do think that we have to like put out there into the world what we want for ourselves instead of having like a nihilistic attitude. I don't think that's going to take you far. It just should be coupled with action towards those goals. What are the choices that you're making that are headed towards that direction and where do you want to go if you're just kind of manifesting a general good vibes for yourself that's great but i think that i just think that it takes a little bit more and if anything that to me is empowering that's not defeating like oh i actually have to work towards an end i think that's amazing and that's so lucky that we get to make every choice that we do every day to end up where we want to be. And, and that's not to say that we're always living in the future to reach a goal. It's you're present each day, but you're also know that where you're headed and where you came from. Um, and I, I feel good about wrapping up as well, Quinn, and we'll just be checking in on these things. I definitely want some accountability and, we can also always give each other grace. Sometimes we slip up working towards a goal. And that's, again, why something like 75 hard, I think, can be a little rough of like, okay, we'll start again. Because it's that's not how life is. Sometimes your action plan, you're going to have bumps and you get to the next day, the next hour or moment move forward and make a different decision. All is not lost. If you said, I'm going to be sober for a month and then you smoked weed one evening, it's not like, I didn't make it. I didn't do it. You still have the whole rest of the month. So I think hold on to that feeling. And I 
am proud of you, Quinn. Thank you for that research. Definitely go to the scientists and find out what's going to be the best way to be the most successful and also do your thing. If it works for you, it's working. So happy Tuesday. I hope this makes you feel a little inspired and motivated for your week to decide what what is your goal and where are you headed right now? I'm excited to be on this leg of the journey. It feels really hopeful and optimistic and empowering. I hope that energy is coming through for y'all as well and that it gets you excited to get into this week and um, find your buddy, your accountability partner if you want. It helps to do it with someone, but know that you can do it yourself. Something that Brayden and I do every Sunday, we call marriage meeting. It's kind of like the plan, the general week together, but you can do that for yourself. It doesn't have to be Sunday. What's the day that makes you feel excited to plan? and get to it. Let's all keep each other updated on those things and reach out for that motivation when you need it. Cause Quinn and I are on one right now. And thank you buddy for that research. Let's, let's keep on letting each other know when we got some new information that maybe could help us get to where we're going because I definitely am happy to be wrong and learn new things all the time. That's all part of the game. (laughs) Yes. Well, I am so grateful for your time and contribution and thank you all for listening. Let's grab that pen and paper and get down to it with the hot girl goal setting. We've got this and we will talk to you next week. Okay, see you then. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye.